good afternoon, everyone. Uh, this is your captain speaking. Uh, we're just about ready for takeoff now, so, uh... Shit, everybody move now. Go, go, go. Inside, everybody inside. To the stairs, quickly. Everyone head to the roof. The helicopter's waiting there. Go, go. No, no. No, you're lying. That, that's what demons do. They lie to cause men of God to doubt. I'm not telling any lies now, Father. I can feel it in your soul that you know what I say is true. There's so much blood everywhere. Where be the rest of them? I... I can't tell. What is doing this, Mr. Simon? That couldn't have been done by no man, I swear it. I don't know. I don't know. From the minds of true crime guys comes Sandu Stories. Our brand new channel devoted to our previously Patreon-exclusive content, where we'll be bringing you our own version of true crime what-ifs and other audio dramas, one season at a time. Join us wherever you get your podcast. Now, let's get strange. I can feel your fear growing, and your faith dwindling. It's an intoxicating feeling. It's a tale as old as time. A captive beauty, intelligent, quiet, and selfless, inevitably falling for the ugly, cruel, and usually cursed beast that serves as her jailer. It's been translated and passed down in every form of storytelling imaginable, from ancient text and classic novels to animation and films. The numerous interpretations can be traced back to ancient China's serpent beast, and the classical Greeks, Persephone and Hades. Italy has a version with a pig king. Most of these fairy tales end with the beauty falling for her captor and confessing her love as he's about to die. The beast is then transformed back into a beautiful man and the couple live happily ever after. But for Petrus Gonzalves, the story of Beauty and the Beast was not a fantasy depicting a happily ever after ending in a far off land. No, for Petrus, the story was no fairy tale, for he was a real life beast. I'm your host Michael, and this is Strange and Unexplained. Petrus Gonzalves, born Pedro Gonzalez, his name changed by the French, was born in 1537 in the Canary Islands. Now how Petrus would come to meet his beauty was far from charming. Petrus was born with a condition called hypertrichosis, which led to the growth of hair all over his body. He was the first person in recorded history to suffer from the condition, and since then only about 50 cases have been recorded in all of history. Today we are aware that this condition is inherited and occurs as a result of spontaneous mutation. But unfortunately for Petrus, he was born in a time when people were less informed. And the condition led to him being treated more like an animal or a pet than a human boy. As I said, his homeland is located somewhere in the Canary Islands off the coast of northwestern Africa. He lived there until he was 10 years old, mostly in a cage where he was fed raw meat and animal feed. 
At 10, he was presented to King Henry II of France as a gift for his coronation. You see, the nobles knew King Henry liked to collect oddities, and Petrus was presented by another noble in hopes of gaining favor. Petrus's condition and lack of communication skills made him the perfect candidate. He was presented as a Sasquatch or an ape hybrid type wild child, kept in chains and displayed for amusement. Nothing more is really known about his life before coming to the king's court. It's assumed he was abandoned by his family and grew up somewhat feral. Now the king ordered Petrus to the dungeons immediately and had him examined by physicians where they waited for him to show his savageness, but nothing ever happened. They poked and prodded, but found nothing unusual about the boy beyond his silky soft mane. And though he didn't speak, he was able to tell them his name, Pedro Gonzalez, which the king had changed to Petrus Gonzalves, so he could fit in better with the nobility that he was being paraded around to. Now, even though Petrus proved that he was just a normal boy by remaining calm and well-behaved, the king still figured him a savage and wanted to see if he could quote unquote, tame this wild boy into a civilized being. And so the experiments began. Petrus was given a nobleman's proper education. He learned to read and write. He mastered etiquette and he was even taught Latin. He exceeded everyone's expectations in his education, quickly becoming fluent in at least three languages, therefore more educated than most aristocrats at the time. He did so well that everyone in King Henry's court came to like the boy and he was given fine clothes and allowed to attend court as a gentleman. Keep in mind, he was allowed, quote, an honored place in court, which was never considered equal to nobles. And it seemed more like the king wanted to show off how he could turn a wild man into an educated gentleman in front of the courts. Not everyone in the king's house was happy with the wild man in the palace. The Disney version has no evil queen, but this story does. Catherine de' Medici was Henry II's wife. After his death in his early 20s, she took the throne, becoming queen regent. Now she's a whole deal herself, infamous for her role in the St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre, where she invited her religious rivals to Paris under the pretense of an arranged marriage just to have them all slaughtered in the streets. So yeah, she was known to be deviant, and Petrus was now her property. And with his main protector and mentor King Henry now gone, the lines of his status under the queen began to blur. She despised having Petrus in the public eye since he was messing up her image. So as a joke and a little experiment of her own, she decided to arrange a marriage for him. Of course, she would never choose the daughter of a nobleman to marry such a beast. So she chose the daughter of one of the court servants, a young woman named Catherine also. Now Catherine also the second, I'm just kidding, her name is Catherine, I don't know her last name. But it was rumored that she wanted to see what would happen if she bred a woman of such beauty to a beast. And that is why Catherine was chosen. Now, of course, young Catherine had no idea who her husband would be. It was often custom for royals to arrange marriages within their courts. So Catherine was just told that the queen had arranged for her to marry a noble gentleman. She felt honored that her beauty had been able to captivate a nobleman and that the queen would grant her the privilege to marry outside her class. But like Petrus, Catherine became a captive of the queen. The two were forced into marriage without even being allowed to meet each other first. Now, whether or not Petrus and Catherine fell in love, it's not really known. Of course, the rumors flew that Catherine was unhappy about the union, but if she was, she never showed it or recorded it anywhere. There was only one portrait made of the couple and neither of them kept journals, so we know very little of their personal affairs. 
but they did go on to have seven children together and were married for 40 years. So, and though the first two children they had were healthy baby boys with no signs of the father's condition, four out of their seven children would go on to inherit their father's hypertrichosis. Queen Catherine thought this was hilarious. Her little science project had reproduced little hybrid babies, and now she just had to show everyone. So she commissioned a family portrait, but demanded the children who were born without the condition be left out of the photo. You know, they kind of ruined the freak show vibe that she was going for, apparently. She sent the paintings off to other nobles as a gift and to show off what her genius had created. And wouldn't you know it, eventually, some of those nobles requested their own little Sasquatch. And the queen sold each of those four children to different noble families. One of the daughters, Antoinetta, was sold to a family in Bologna, Italy. But beyond who they were sold to, there's no record of any of them after that. So once the children were gone and Petrus and Catherine were living a considerably normal life, the queen became bored with them, you know, and their three remaining normal kids. And they were retired to the care of Duke Ranuccio Farnese of Italy, where as far as we know, they lived out the rest of their lives quietly. Catherine's death was recorded when she died in 1623, but Petrus's was not. Many historians believe that this is because he was not considered a human at the time of his burial. Instead, he was considered an animal and not given a Christian burial, so no record would have been created for his death. And though they were prisoners of the king and queen throughout their lives, Petrus and Catherine likely lived far more luxurious lifestyles than either of them would have ever conceived. Catherine, the daughter of a servant, would have never married a nobleman if it wasn't for the queen's plotting. And I like to think this all backfired in the evil queen's face a bit. Catherine and Petrus fell in love and apparently did live somewhat happily ever after, laughing in the faces of those who laughed and gawked in theirs. All right, so there is the real-life Beauty and the Beast. A good history lesson. Mm. <laughs> I appreciate this one, babe. This was a good one. I, If you suggested this case, please let me know if yeah. you suggested this case. I, We have looked through emails, Patreon, messages, comments, social media, and I have not found I'm who suggested sure this case. I'm pretty sure somebody did suggest it, though. You think someone did? Yeah, I think ah, they did. I think so, too. That's why it was put on there. But Well, whoever you are, please mm. message us and let me know, and I will give you a shout-out in another episode. But I appreciate it very much. This was a really fun case uh, to learn about. It was a nice you know, break from mm -hmm. the, the typical things that we do here yeah. <laughs> in the true crime world. But, uh, yeah, it was a very fun – it was a very fun little case to do, but it was – it's it's really not that shocking, honestly. No. Uh, the most shocking thing about this is there's not more people born with this condition. Only right. 50 documented in all of history. Yeah. That's insane to me. Mm -hmm. There's 8 billion people on the earth. And that's like, that's 50 cases. That's documented, though. Yeah. There's only like 37 that have been confirmed to be actual hypertrichosis. Right. Like the other ones, they're like, yeah, they've described the symptoms, but I guess the record of them is not... Um, detailed enough that they can't confirm them completely. So right. yeah, only like 37 of them are actually like confirmed, used in in medical record history. Right. Like it's, it's super like, rare. It, it's <laughs> like with this, how do people not believe in in Sasquatch or Bigfoot that it could be a thing? You know right. what I'm saying? Like I think this you is learn where about it this, started. This yeah. is where it started. Yeah. 
Absolutely. This makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. It's a documented thing. Now imagine if Shaq had this condition. Oh Boom. Gosh. Now you got Bigfoot. I <laughs> yeah. mean, it's not even that crazy. No, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He would be a Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. There you go. I mean, literally any man over like 6'6", six, six, if he's, yeah. if, you know what I'm saying? That's that just that's where people start going like, how's the weather up there? You know? <laughs> yeah. But seriously, all it would take is someone over average height or even even someone who's just normal height. Yeah. They're covered in hair. It's like people are going to be like, whoa. Yeah. It makes you look bigger. It makes mm-hmm. you look thicker. You know what I mean? I think the like, most ironic thing of, uh, most ironic thing about this whole entire situation is that, you know, in trying to make fun of these people, I think they really actually like gave them a better life because the girl was a servant, but she yeah. married up a nobility. Yeah. They, they were quote, paraded around, but mm-hmm. they were sent around to castles to just basically attend parties. It was like dinner for schmucks. I know it wasn't like, like they're still slaves and it was, yeah. you know, it was still terrible in that sense. But like in the sense of the way they lived, they actually had better lives than they would have if they, if these people hadn't made them a big joke, basically. Right. I think I, it's, that's it's, the irony of it. Like they still got to live a good life. Yeah, they made the best of it. Is it, what you know. That's the that, exactly the best of it is the way I would describe it. Yeah. Born in that time period, because in in your even your own family you were born to wouldn't know how to understand this. No, they would. They'd be like they'd probably be put off by it. Mm-hmm. So like really, your best bet is to be hired and spoiled as like a right. pet. That there was like and I wouldn't best. call it spoiled because they they didn't have you know. There was nothing wrong with them. Like they were just, they no, were regular they were humans. They people. were even intelligent. Mm-hmm. Petrus was actually intelligent. Extremely. And yet he couldn't go live where he wanted. He couldn't go pursue a career that, no. or a job that he wanted. He no. couldn't build a home, have a homestead, have a, you know, I guess he did get to have a family. Yeah. Even though half of it was ripped away. Yeah, that was pretty fucked up. I mean, four of his kids, four out of seven kids were ripped like away and sold giving as... Giving away his presents. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up, yeah. As like, they were, well, they were sold to other noble people. Yeah. They were as like... But trinkets. like you said, if if these had been, if they had still been like a lower class of people and had them children, they still would have been taken away. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like they, at least they made the best of the life they had. So I feel like that, it's kind of like rubbing it in their face. They're like, you, you kind of made a joke out of us, but at the same yeah. time, you also like paid for us to, to travel the world, which is yeah. something we never would have done. You take the good with the bad, I yeah. guess. They, yeah. ma- they made a good situation out of it. I don't know if they were, you know, I can't attest to the love thing because like they said, there was no records kept right. really about who they were and how they felt so all we can really go by is everybody else's account right and no one outside of their marriage even if they are you know a good match and they do love each other no one outside that is going to want to admit that no of you know course what i'm not. saying so they're because not that ruins gonna their ri- joke yeah yeah and not only that like i feel like her family would have been ashamed Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like she was married into this as a joke, but yeah. then she came to like fall in love with this. You weren't supposed to fall in love with this thing. Like right. it was an experiment. Like it's kind of like, I feel like they would have been ashamed of it, but yeah. these two were like, the joke's on y'all. Like we're perfectly fucking know, normal. Right? <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, all things considered, they lived a pretty good life. Yeah. They lived a pretty good life. Like yeah. I hate, I hate the way they were treated and you know, for any, anyone to lose children in that way. Yeah, that had to have been brutal. Yeah, just being separated from them in that way. But, mm-hmm. but other than that, they got to live out their lives in Italy. I don't know what their life was underneath the Italian man who, it, you know, it, bought them at the end. But hopefully, he respected them as just yeah, people and just let them live. It was actually pretty pretty good because he eventually let Petrus 
purchase a, a home that was like in his territory. Yeah. And they did. They got to live, you know, till the end. Right. Like, like the man speaks people. three languages. Give him a damn right? house. I know. Jesus Christ. Jeez. He's not an animal. But he was never considered like a, like a, a person. Yeah. Even still, even though he got to own the house and everything, right. like he was still never considered a person, which is pretty funny. Well, that's up. just society as a whole's fault. Yeah. He's yeah. smarter than most of the people around him, and he's still right. they were like, you're an animal. Like, Educated. Like I said, had, joke was on y'all. Was taught <laughs> etiquette, and like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was leaps and bounds above the people that gawked at him. And like, and the way they're written through history, I'm like, y'all were trying to do this. It's like, ho, 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 look at us. Like, yeah. And now y'all are the assholes. <laughs> and Patriots is like, this is, I mean, he was a smart guy. I mean, the base out of a shitty situation, like, yeah. had a good life, like... Absolutely. He's the hero of the story. Y'all made him the hero of the story by making him a joke. And Catherine for sticking by him, honestly. Yes. She, she, yeah. she had seven kids well, with him. Well, he was a perfectly fucking normal person. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So he probably really was. And he's really, he's charming. He's, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. bet you she did. They did have a good relationship. Other than being hairy, there's nothing wrong with this No. Man. Not at so, all. So, like I said, joke was on the, the people that tried to make him look bad. Yep. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that they lived somewhat happily ever after. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing they got to keep their other three kids. They did, yeah. I mean, their yeah. three normies. And they had grandkids even because the last recorded um, like appearance of Petrus, because yeah. you know, there's no record of his death, was his attendance at his grand grandchild's christening oh, wow. at the church. So he is recorded to have been allowed in the church. Yeah, for they that. wouldn't have missed him, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we know of Petrus is there. But... So, like, they lived a, a yeah. pretty damn good life. Yeah. Married for all that all time. Things had grandkids, like, lived well. Like, I think they made the best out of a bad situation. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Disney ought to make that a story. Right? <laughs> Instead of the stupid story <laughs> with Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> and what's fucked up is, like, the the what's really fucked up is, like, the whole story starts with the Beast doing the exact same thing. Yep. Like he turns down a woman, and and then we're gonna like, but she needs to fall in love with the man that looks like what? Right. Why didn't he have to fall in love with the old crone? <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> like, it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not fair. Man. What are you gonna do? None of these <laughs> stories <Disney>. rarely are. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, yeah. So there's our thoughts. That was. We hope this was a fun little history lesson for you. Something, uh, you know. A little break from the from the brutal true crime or the depressing missing persons or whatever it is, but. You know, it's a, as hard as those cases are, we're still going to cover those. And yeah. we got more coming down the pipe for you. So mm-hmm. we'll see you guys next week uh, for a new Strange and Unexplained case. All right. Until then, please subscribe wherever you're listening. Also, subscribe to True Crime Guys on YouTube. We'd really appreciate that. Um, we probably will here in the future start recording these Sandu proper episodes, or at least the main part of the episodes. And those will also be posted up on that YouTube channel. So if you go ahead and get subscribed now, you'll know about it. Also, if you enjoy the show and you enjoy True Crime Guys Productions, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash sandupodcast, where for just three bucks a month, you can get early access to these episodes on Thursdays instead of Mondays, and also get access to Strange Shorts with me and Andy every single Monday, and then, of course, your monthly Sandu stories. Speaking of Sandu stories, we are releasing the older episodes um, on the free platforms now. So if you have always wanted to check out Sandu Stories, you've heard us talk about it, and you're like, what's that about? Go check out Sandu Stories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe um, right there and know about new episodes every two weeks. I think there's about 
four episodes available right now on the free platform, so you can get a good idea of what we're going for. Each season will be 10 episodes. So, again, that's Sandu Stories, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, well, that's pretty much it. I guess we'll see you next week for a new Strange and Unexplained case. Uh, until then, keep being strange. Just don't be strangers. See ya. enjoyed this episode, please feel free to check out all the other shows on our TCG network, as well as subscribing to our YouTube channel. Starting every Monday with new episodes of Strange and Unexplained, followed every other Tuesday by our audio drama podcast, Sandu Stories. Then of course, new episodes of True Crime Guys every Wednesday. And if that's not enough, head on over to our Patreon, where you can have access to hundreds of hours of exclusive content, including older episodes, strange shorts, the latest edition of Sandu Stories, and of course higher thoughts. But until next time, guys, keep creeping. You hush your mouth, boy.